Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to our session here. Um, we are from Speedio. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is the role of AI automation in the universe of content monetization. Um, so um, we we'll want to talk about the capabilities of that and capabilities of automated production. So basically, if you take that a step further, what happens is that you as a rights holder or as a league or federation, you can actually benefit from these limitless possibilities that lies within this universe of delivering everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, last year, when we were here on stage, we introduced a new concept called autocasting, and that was really about a uh, very large-scale, cost-effective way using automated production to stream uh, thousands of game at a very cost-effective way, and you could have automated run sheets, and you can make it look really good. Um, and Ian is going to tap in more and, and do a deep dive into that today. Um, but this year, so the focus now about the content monetization is really how to unlock revenue streams with the help of technology. So just quickly, my name is Nicholas. I'm the product marketing director at Speedio, and Ian is an expert in the field, so that's why he's joining me here on the stage today. Yeah, hi everybody, I'm Ian. I've spent maybe the best part of 15 years helping sports organizations and rights holders, like many of you here today are, uh, to utilize the latest uh, technologies to, to maximize uh, the, you know, the revenue that you can achieve from, from your content. All right, so you always want to start with a problem that you need to solve or a big question. And here, the, the first concept that we want to try to tackle here is really because there is interest on any type of sport, on any level, whether that being grandma, grandpa, or there's like millions of fans all around the world. But to the question, why isn't every game being live streamed? And then further from that, that it can be multi-monetized. Because on every level, you know, they're raving local fans. You have the potential sponsors that have interest in this specific target audience. Um, and looking at traditional broadcasting, there is not a sustainable business model to go out, send manual production to get these games being live streamed. So really on a journey here, or a quest we could say, why shouldn't every game be live streamed and try to be multi-monetized? Yeah, and I think, I mean, basically it comes down to the money. It's the commercial models. So if you can't achieve a return on investment, uh, then, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to, to get involved in the business. So. You know, what, what we've tried to do at, uh, at Speedio is really tackle it from the two key components of return on investment, which is cost, so try and minimize cost, but equally, as we're going to go through today, is how to maximize the revenue as well. So, yeah, so, I mean, in terms of reducing costs, what, what we've tried to do as much as possible is use automation. You know, we use the word AI, but effectively, it's automation. So we can automate uh, as much of the the process, the, 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 the video production process, the content production process, then you know, that, that, costs, that, that takes a huge amount of cost out of, of, out of the whole process. And then equally, if we can plug into uh, delivering that content to as many of the different stakeholder um, uh, subscribers of that content as possible and, and monetize on that, then we're, we're maximizing the amount of, 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 of money that, that comes into the whole ecosystem. So, yeah, so we've, we've really been trying to use technology to, as I say, minimize costs but maximize revenue so you get a, a positive return on that investment. 
All right, so now we try to set the scene and get into the context of what we can deliver with Speedio Sports Production Cloud. Um, and having the sports rights holder in the center of this entire ecosystem, we want to go through uh, the various revenue opportunities that exist within using this one single camera technology. So, Ian, let's try to deep dive into this right now. And obviously, when you think about sports and live broadcasting, it's the, the live streaming or live broadcast that you see. So let's start with this fundamental thing, uh, the most obvious of the revenue streams. Yeah, no, sure. And of course, that's the big part of why mo most people are here uh, this, these, these few days. So, yeah, live, live media rights and, and, and the, the revenue that can be generated from, from those rights is, is one of the key components of, of bringing money into the sports ecosystem. So whether that's through subscriptions, whether it's through pay-per-view models, um, ultimately getting, getting that content produced live uh, creates a lion's share of, 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 uh, of monetary value. So what you know what what we obviously do we because we're a fully cloud-based platform everything that's that is uh, everything that's produced on venue whether it's from a single camera whether it's from multiple cameras everything is is streamed to the cloud uh, once it's in the cloud of course we we can then uh, slice and dice that content and deliver it in you know, different streams to different uh, different groupings of, of of fans and audiences. Um, but you know, ultimately, it's it's to to OTT channels, but we're also delivering to um, to, to linear broadcasters as well. The you know the quality is um, the, the, the quality is, is 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 good enough these days with with AI production that linear production uh, linear broadcasters are, are are happy to take it. We're 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 obviously looking at how to enhance and enrich that content as much as possible with the expectations of. Of uh, replays with multi-camera, with with multi-feeds to different uh, uh, different stakeholders. Um, so yeah, so it still today is is sort of one of the, the key forms to monetize the content. But I also think there's uh, anxiety or people are scared about like how can you have AI cameras cover all this? Because when you do sports broadcasting, one of the key aspects of this is the storytelling, because you can't just have a camera up there and then you think this is good enough. But how would you say that, that Speedy looks into and makes sure that the storytelling aspect of the live broadcast is being taken care of? Yeah, well, so storytelling, of course, you, you need to, for, for proper fan engagement, you need to be able to tell a story and take, take, um, take fans on a journey of what's happening in, in games and what's happening in wider competitions. And so we, what, what we try to do is uh, we, we developed a, a, a product called Storyboard, and our Storyboard product allows a common... Uh, curation of the content across entire competitions so that in, in a way set, setting, um, you know, being a, in a way a virtual director to, to, to have a set um, look and feel as to how a game is produced from beginning to end to give, um, to, to allow automation and data to drive when, when sponsor segments are, are, are required, you know, to, to enhance um, and, to, and to drive camera behaviors to, to focus on specific parts of the game. Um, and, to, and to, of course, drive, drive live graphics and, and replays, but essentially to use data to drive the way in which uh, a game is curated and, and, and put together. And then from that live game, and we also know with the, you know, classic expression, the, the shorter attention spans or the busy lives, 
there is a, a, a short format that is very highly expected from all these uh, broadcasts. So Ian, could you tell us a little bit about how you could work with the digital uh, short format content? Yeah, so I mean, of course, you know, we all live busy lives and, and you know, having time to watch a full game from beginning to end is, 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 is not as easy as it used to be. So being able to create um, highlight reels, highlight clips that, that can service either, you know, the OTT platforms themselves or linear broadcasters, but increasingly, of course, digital agencies, sponsors, official partners um, is, is, really, is, is really important. So, yeah, so we're, we use data again to, to tag, you know, what, um, if key events, you know, goals or corner kicks or penalties or throw-ins in the context of football. But, of course, in, in any sport, if they can be tagged either through computer vision and AI automatically recognizing them, or, or being tagged manually by, by, by an operator who's, who's controlling the cloud platform, then you know, this ultimately is driving the, the, the automatic creation of highlight reels at the end of games that can be uh, shared with, with wider audiences and, of course, through social channels as well. And you also mentioned the uh, exposure of sponsors throughout this uh, short-form content. So what is the play here? What is the role of having uh, partners and sponsors being shown in the content? Well, it, I mean, it's the same role that they've always played. It's, again, another source of, of revenue. Sponsors want to be involved in sports competitions because they want exposure. They want to activate their brands. And there's many ways you can do that. You can, of course, as, a, as an official partner, you can have a, a logo in the, in the main live feed. But you can also you know, be associated to specific events or specific graphics that appear in the scorebug or the clock or lower third graphics. Um, and, and equally, you know, with, with our... The storyboard uh, platform I just mentioned before, you can automate where sponsors may appear uh, in relation to certain events or certain times, like a half-time half video segment from, from an official sponsor. But with the sponsorships and their promotions, uh, we know that the, you could say the era of mass advertising is, is dying. Um, so there's uh, not only a need, but, but there's a desire for more personalized content. So what's the play here on getting these personalized content to the specific audiences that they're trying to get to? Yeah, I mean, well, when personalized content, there's been a lot of talk about it in the industry. And of course, it's, I think there's the expectation there in the market. Largely, you know, we, a lot of us that, that engage in, you know, streaming platforms like Netflix, we all have our own sort of uh, home screens that know enough about us so we get uh, fed specific content. And of course, if you can, if you know enough about a fan, if you know you know which players they like, uh, which teams they like, which competitions they like, what what kind of events that take place in games that they like, then you can start to target them with uh, you know personalized content. Uh, equally, you know if you know enough about them, you know what socioeconomic group, what age group, what gender they are, where where they live, what their preferences are, then of course you can service them with much more tailored. Uh, brands and, and sponsors, you know, especially uh, especially as we're you know coming to the end of uh, you know cookies being a way in which to to capture um, uh, capture data on 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 audiences. You need to you know much more rely upon fan data from first party data to to drive engage you know advertising brands to uh, through programmatic advertising to, uh, to, to 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 have a relevant connection. 
All right, so moving ahead here, and I would say this is probably one of the more exciting advancements that Spidio made throughout the several uh, last months here, uh, being able to deliver uh, a low latency feed through the cloud for, for betting uh, opportunities. So, yeah. Ian, what's the play for, for having the, the betting feed being available for the sports rights holder? No, exactly right. So, I mean, one of the challenges that we've, we've had um, uh, being a cloud-based platform is, 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 is being able to deliver video in a, in a short, uh, short, low latency time frame because this, this is key to be able to, for, for betting data collection companies to collect the data as soon as possible to service the, the, the betting data markets and, and of course also have um, you know, uh, bet, uh, streaming video as well to accompany that, that betting data. So I think we're really excited now that we're, we've been able to um, deliver a very low latency feed, uh, not just to service the betting markets, it has other advantages as well for, for, for broadcast uh, being you know, hybrid productions. But, uh, but yeah, having a low latency betting data feed now, or a, a betting streaming feed is, is really uh, opening up many, many doors for us. Yeah, and with the foundation for betting being the data being fed in, so data collection serves also a very important purpose for teams, mm -hmm. Uh, throughout the entire league or you know, so how would you say that the data collection part uh, has a key role here as well? Yeah, I mean we, we do data collection on two fronts We do it either live to, to help service the fan engagement and the experience of, of the broadcast and the live stream um, You know, this is really high-frequency data for you know things like possession and, and pass-by-pass data But equally, you know to, to your point Nicholas, you know, it's about collecting more deeper uh, breakdowns of, of data as to how teams are performing, how players are performing, because this is you know, extremely valuable to, you know, to teams to help in, improve their performance, especially in you know, lower tier uh, leagues and competitions where this just hasn't been available to them in the past. So yeah, you know, it's, it's a, data is key, of course, for our automation, but it's key as well to, to service you know, insights um, on, the, on the professional coaching space. Yeah, and as you were talking about sustainable business models, there's also sustainability in making sure that the teams get new talents into their uh, rosters. Um, how can scouting and scouting future players also play an important role in this universe? You know, I think largely because we're, we're helping opening up the, the lower tiers of sport. I mean, this is, this is where the stars of tomorrow are. So trying to identify and find you know, the, the talents that exist in lower tier sport. Uh, has always been a challenge because the content isn't there and, and scouts just you know don't have the time and resources to go out personally to watch all these games so by opening this this content up and, and to be able to give visibility of, of lower tier sport is really helping to you know really energize the scouting market and provide a lot more content and, and data on players so i think i mean just just summing up here we've, we've gone very very briefly i hasten to add but you know we'd be happy to take you through it more in detail on our booth in K04, but um, all of this is, as I said at the beginning, is about reducing cost uh, through the platform itself, you know, the, the infrastructure and, and the, 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 the cloud-based platform really, you know, in comparison to traditional broadcast productions is, is a whole new level of, of entry-level cost. Um, but then in, on top of that, by having the, the, the power of, of a cloud-based platform, you're then able to essentially catalyze and, and um, enable all of these different revenue streams that we've just briefly gone through now. So I think it, it, it's all about reducing costs and, and maximizing revenue to get a healthy and, and sustainable return on investment. 
And then in extension to, um, you know, the revenue streams directly related to the media rights, um, with Speedio's platform and technology, you can also benefit from a very comprehensive portfolio where you have uh, performance analysis, you can do video-assisted replay for game officials or umpires. Uh, so it's really a bigger ecosystem that is all cloud-based and can be accessed on any device. It's super interactive. So this is also part of something much bigger that we've just been tapping into today. Yeah, so... We really want to be uh, making sure that we've scratched the surface and sparked a little bit of interest here. Uh, like Ian said, we're located down in the corner behind the NBA booth. Uh, we're at KO4. Uh, we'll be happy to deep dive into this subject. We have several white papers on these topics as well. So um, we also want to thank you for skipping your lunch and sitting here with us today. Uh, and we look forward to see you out there soon. Thank, thank you. you. Do you, you want to ask any questions to the audience? Does anybody have a question? Come on, one before lunch. I'm sure somebody has something to... Oh, there we go. There we are. There's your microphone. Say your name, please, and your company. Leszek Miklas, Poland, uh, Extra Klasa. Hi. Hi, I am. Because I'm uh, concentrating mainly on the production, um, I, I always uh, would like to know how do you manage the, the following the ball uh, by the cameras, and uh, who is deciding or what is deciding about what kind of replays I will present in the, the broadcast? Yeah, sure. I mean, in terms of actually following the action, yeah, this is this is you know our computer vision AI that's that has been trained on vast amounts of of, of video content in the context of say football. Um, so you know, it's it knows where the uh, where the action is, where the ball is, and makes a judgment call on where, how the framing of that action should be. And maybe just to explain for those that are not aware, we, we essentially have fixed cameras that, that create a, a fixed, uh, a, a whole field panorama, and then we do a, vir a virtual pan tilt zoom within that. So it's a 1080p from a, a two times 4K panorama. So we're so you know, for, for the wide shots, the camera ones in your case, um, we, we do a very good job of, of replicating in a, a very human way. So not a robotic sort of left, right. This is you know, even having slight motions that a, hum, a human uh, operator would have to, to replicate that, that same appeal. And we're constantly refining and updating the, the AI algorithms on a global basis because we're cloud-based. As soon as there's an improvement, it's updated to all of our clients globally. So, uh, but of course, you know, Additional cameras, um, you know, when you're doing extra cluster in your case, it's um, you you expect other camera angles, and you know this is sort of the next step as well. But who makes the decision how to who to cut from what camera to another? That's that's something we're we're heavily working on, and of course it, it requires training based upon understanding how 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 multi-camera productions are currently done today as well. Thank you. So, any more? We can have one more. No more questions. Do you have any closing remarks, gentlemen? Um, just to say, uh, un unlike the previous um, presentation where I think they took 40 minutes to, to mention the word AI, I think we've <laughs> probably mentioned the word AI 40 times. And you have so, every yeah. right to do so. 